Goosebumps, number 44. Say cheese and die. Again. Think negative. How do you negative? Picture perfect nightmare. Sourball. That's what Greg calls his English teacher, Mr. Sour. He's a real grouch. And now he just gave Greg a big fat F on his oral report. He didn't believe Greg's story. About the camera Greg found last summer. About the pictures it took. About the evil things that happened. Poor Greg. He just wanted to prove old Sourball wrong. But now that he's dug up the camera, bad things are happening. Really bad things. Just like the first time. Listener Listener beware. beware. You're in for a scare. Nice kids. Say cheese. Click, 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 flesh. Welcome back. Welcome back, you guys. Welcome. Thank you for returning here. Welcome to Welcome to Deadcast. I'm Daniel Montgomery. I'm Matthew Scott Montgomery. And oh man, do we like the bumps? Oh man, do we like that goose? It's been 25 years, you guys. If it's been 25 years. If you're listening to this, if you're listening to this tape, Mrs. Mrs. Armacost. It's been 25 years, and Matthew and I are absolutely at our peak of Celebration Station. Just can't stop watching, can't stop listening every day, all day. Goosebumps, and we goosebumps, can't goosebumps. I just can't even tell you what a joy it's been to celebrate, and I will continue to celebrate till I die. Justice. And after. Yes. So we are, um, we're back. To say cheese and die, say cheese and die again. Say cheese and die point. dash again exclamation point. I love a good book with an exclamation point. And this is forty books after the first say cheese and die. Wow, it may be forty books after, but if you're living within the books, it's only uh, it's less than a year. This yeah, book takes place less than a year after the first book. I think this is our first and maybe only. Uh, maybe there may, there might be a couple others. Maybe where the protagonist is thirteen years old. Yes, I think that's. I think because he was correct. twelve the first book, and then he references that his seventeen-year-old brother is four years older than him, which makes Greg Banks thirteen. We're talking teens, you guys. We're all grown up, glow up. So Matthew, why don't you tell me what the cover of this book looks like? Well, if you guys remember, um, say cheese and die, one of the greatest books in the series. And one of the greatest book covers in the series as well. Yes, it's it's kind of a snapshot of a skeletal family out at a barbecue. So here again, we have a snapshot, a Polaroid, shake it like a Polaroid picture. Okay. Of a family sitting down to eat dinner, but it's a skeleton family. The cover's pretty fun, actually, and kind of cute. It's like this, like, balding dad, and the mom is, like, serving dinner, but she's, like, serving a plate of bones to the family, and there's two <laughs> sons who are skeletons <laughs> that look like, like Beavis and butt heady and then there's a bone dog that's peeking out from underneath the table and it's cute and it's i would say so the, cute the colors of this book are 
like a dusty mauve wow. and a teal nighttime sea green. Oh, both of those are just gorgeous descriptions. Oh, jeez. I absolutely love it. And this it. book as well, um, a few books ago we had like, and Dan and I have the original copies from a thousand years ago. That of are, course we do. That are all beaten up and eaten up. And these have trading cards in them. Read which, them. Yes, which says... There's trading cards which that are still say, in the middle of this book that we never took out. And then there's a bookmark, which I'm going to hand the book over to you to read the bookmark part, Daniel. Oh, but of course. But So so here's the trading card that we have for Say Cheese and Die Again. It's on the cover of the trading card is like kind of the cover of the book focused on the mom. And then the back it says number 44. Say Cheese and Die Again starring Greg Banks, our narrator. He's a real shutterbug. <laughs> Sherry Walker. Greg's disappearing friend, oh. and Mr. Sour, otherwise known as Sourball Sour, Greg's grouchy English teacher. Oh, man. Setting. It all started on the grounds of the spooky old Kaufman house. <clears throat> Say what? Quote, I'm not going to take any pictures. Hurry. And then it says, the real deal, which is a quote from Arlstein. Here's a quote. I had to write this book about an evil camera six times. Know why? I couldn't get the flash to work. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> so stupid. I love it. Jovial Bob always preferring comedy over scare stuff. I always. absolutely love it. And it also includes a bookmark that has the ten steps for getting read getting ready to read a Goosebumps book by Curly. So oh, here, here you go, Daniel. Oh man. Step number one, refill Cuddles' water dish with more monster blood. Number two, make sure nothing is hiding beneath the kitchen sink. Sink is capitalized, by the way. Uh Uh-huh. Number three, put on your haunted mask. Haunted mask is also capitalized. Put on your haunted mask. (laughs) Four, go eat a bowl of worms, a tasty late night snack. Ooh, seeked. Go and eat, and worms are all capitalized. You see where we're going with this. Yes, okay. Girl. Five, rub on some Instatan. Oh, Six, wow. reset your cuckoo clock of doom. Oh, my cuckoo. Don't touch my cuckoo. Hola, mis amores. You want to see my cuckoo? Plastic, so my cuckoo have its face. I'm ready to show my cuckoo on everything else. Cuckoo sugar for everybody here. Sugar, azúcar. Are you ready for my cuckoo? Mis amores, are you ready to see my cuckoo? Again. Seven, Check your closet for Slappy and any other dummies. Uh, Eight, listen for the barking ghost. Nine, kiss your mummy goodnight. Promise. Ten, now you're ready to get goosebumps. You said Try not to scream too loud. (laughs) I'm not screaming. I'm not living. Oh, man. I absolutely love that. And I love to get it tattooed on my lower butt. Again, Say Cheese and Die, such a good name for a band or an album or a song. I think it is a name for one of those. Yeah, I'll look it up and I'll post the song here. Oh, God, I loved that. Wow, that was aggressive. That was wild and sensual. So if you guys remember Say Cheese and Die, and I hope you do, and I hope that you've listened to that episode of Welcome to Deadcast. If you don't, listen to it now. Yeah, turn this off now and listen to it now. Wasn't that good? Oh, man, we're so good. With the TV episode starring Ryan Gosling. But it's this... 
you know, we're going to have to, like, go back to the 90s here and, like, ignore, you know, millennial um, technology because it's – just to recap real quick, it's just about a camera, an evil camera found in the Kaufman house, which is this creepy old house in this neighborhood with these these kids, Greg, Michael, Bird, and Sherry. They find a camera. When they have the camera and they take pictures with it, it instantly develops like a Polaroid, and the pictures show up with some fucked up shit, and then some dark shit happens, and the pictures come true. That's all you need to know. Yes, and so where we left off at the end of the book, though, there were these two bullies that were Joey and Mickey who were, like, bullying our protagonists in book four, and they, like, ended up taking a picture with the camera, but we never find out what happens to them because, I don't know. That, was, say Cheese and Die was in third per, was in um, third person. Yes, and this book that is was in a third first person, person narrative. And this is Yes, this is from Greg's point yes, of view. Yes, that explains why there was a Joey and Mickey perspective at the end of Say Cheese and Die. But yes. I bet something nasty, Nick to nasty happened to them. You know, I realized the other day why I use the adjective nasty so much. Why? And it truly is my favorite adjective. Yes. It's because it's used so often on the back of... Uh, on the back covers of Goosebumps books. Yes. It, specifically, Night of Living Dummy. Very good. That's where it all comes from. Get nasty. Yes. Anyway, so Greg Banks. We start off the book. He is in English class, and he's very nervous about giving this oral report. And we learn very quickly that it is almost spring, and it is less than a year from um, the original Say Cheese and Die. Yeah, Say Cheese and Die was the previous summer. I'll and always remember last summer. And for their or- oral report, basically, they just have to tell a story. Yeah. And I'm like, this oral report sounds real easy. Yeah, it sounds easy as fuck. And Mr. Sauer is Greg's English teacher. He's a real jerk. He is a tall, thin, nearly bald man with wet brown eyes. And his mouth is always puckered like he just tasted a lemon. That sounds good. I know. I'm thirsty and hungry. I'm so hungry. And they call him Sourball Sour because he's so... Uh, sour Mm. and greg gets him in front of the class again super nervous to tell this story and for some reason he chooses to tell the story of the camera i don't greg why are you doing why are you why are you even going there but he does and the whole class laughs and doesn't really take him seriously because it's a crazy ass story and then they as he continues to tell the story of the first book the class sort of starts to like get nervous and sort of take it seriously but mr sour stops him towards the end and says that will be enough Enough of that. And um, the lunch bell rings, and Greg stays. Mr. Sauer asks him to stay, and he tells Greg that he's giving him an F because the assignment was to tell a true story. And Greg's like, no, it was true. Why on earth don't you believe me? And it's like, again, I don't know why grades are so important. Like, grades don't even matter they at don't. all. But, like, I guess it's, like, a big deal to some people but like greg's absolutely losing his shit because if he fails english he can't stay with his cousins in yosemite for the summer he'll have to stay in pitts landing no. remember where they live pitts landing is the pits and so like greg's like someone fuck. didn't go to yosemite yeah and so greg's like fuck like if i don't get an a on this oral report telling a story then my ass can't go to yosemite for this summer so he like has to like straight up not get an f on this he has to so mr sour is like fine then prove that it's true and greg's like oh how could i could i and then at l- we cut to lunch Greg is sitting with Sherry. You, you remember Sherry, right? Nee, you can take my picture. She's She has long black hair. She's wearing a pale blue shirt over faded jeans. Respectable. And also at lunch is their friend Bird, whose real name is Doug, but they call him Bird because he looks like a tall bird. Fly away, Bird. And he keeps getting egg salad everywhere. Sick. Their other friend is Michael, who is a redhead. A ding, 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 ding. 
with freckles. And Arlstein uh, points out that he's not skinny. Oh, okay. Thank you, Bob. And Greg tells them what happened during English class. And he's like, well, um, I, I don't know. I have, to, I, I have to prove that it's true. And they're like, well, you can't actually, you know, get that evil camera. And they're like, maybe we can fake it with an old camera. From um, Greg's brother, Terry, works at a camera store. He's like, maybe we can fake it with a camera. And they're like, this sounds like a terrible idea, Yeah, Greg. this sounds awful, Greg. Now, next to them at the lunch table, there are two bullies. Not Joey and Mickey. Donnie and Brian. And they're so big that um, Greg and his friends call call them Sumo 1 and Sumo 2. So we've talked a lot about bully culture in these this podcast and Welcome to Deadcast because it's such a recurring theme like redheads or baseball or bullies or whatever. And very recently, Dan and I listened to uh, – Arlstein had this hour-long – uh, interview on the Scholastic podcast talking about 25 years of Goosebumps. And he talked about riding bullies because he was a bully in school. Can you believe it? I was like, he was a bully this whole time. Like, when I think of Arlstein's childhood, I think of, like, what's that movie that everyone loves? The Stand Sandlot. Stand By Me? Oh. Oh, yeah, The Sandlot and Stand By Me. Those might as well be, like, you know, these, like, heteronormative archetypes and, like, this machismo attitude, which is so completely antiquated that I totally reject. But, like, when Arl Stein was, like, a little kid or whatever, he was a Donnie and a and um, a Donnie and a Brian. He was a Sumo 1 and a Sumo 2. Wow. Do better. Yeah. So uh, Donnie and Brian were in the English class, and, they're, and they heard all of Greg's stuff. And I think one of them tried to trip him or did trip him at one point. Anyway. Probably. They're making fun of him from the next table, and they're saying, uh, click, 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 and one of them says, say cheese and die. I thought it was so funny. It's like, I don't think they ever said that phrase in the first book, but this no. one they say it. I absolutely love that. It made me giggle and tingle and tickle and twiggle. So Greg is like, I, I don't know. Maybe I should go back to the Kaufman house and get the camera. And Sherry's like, absolutely not. And absolutely like, Oprah. So Greg's like, all right, I will. So the rest of the day, he doesn't really pay attention in, in school because he's so Because school doesn't matter. And he decides to go to the Kaufman house where the camera is after dinner. And on his walk home from school, um, Brian and Donnie come up behind him and say, we went to the house already and we got the camera. Say cheese, flash. No, please don't take my picture. But it turns out it's just one of those cardboard automatic cameras. Oh, one of those. One of those automatic Kodak cameras. Oh, that really freaked me out. Oh, no, I was totally out. freaked out. So that night at dinner, Terry, Greg's older brother, who's 16 with a goofy smile, green eyes and blonde hair. I thought that he's 17. Um, maybe I wrote down 16. Whatever. And he I, can drive. Oh, wow. Um, they, Terry scarfs down dinner because he has to get to Kramer's camera store to pause. Rewind. Isn't there some orders. joke here at dinner? That's a, that's a recurring joke from the first book where they're sitting down to eat and they're like, good chicken, mom. And she's like, it's veal. And like something else happens at dinner in this book where it's like, this beef is great. And she's like, it's pork or something like that happens. Yes, Terry says, pass the potatoes. And Mom says, it's not potatoes, it's a turnip. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Whatever. I just thought that was funny. It's kind of funny. So um, Mom and Dad head over to Aunt Alana's house because she's sick or something. There's so, always a sick aunt. So Greg is by himself th at that night. And Greg puts gets on his bike, puts on a flannel, <laughs> and rides through the cold, wet, windy, dark night. Mm, past bone-colored trees to the old Kaufman house. Up but sort of a hill to where the Kaufman house is. 
And when he pulls up to the front of the house, no, Greg, please, he gasps because the house it's gone. No, no, please. He walks, How am I going to get an A? So he walks up the hill. He can see past the oak trees and sees that the house has been torn down. Oh God! And there are doors and shingles and boards and broken glass everywhere and a sold sign. Wow! Oh. And he uses a flashlight to stare down into a deep dark square pit where the basement. Used oh, that's to be. right. The camera was in the basement. But he sees that even the Besman's been torn up, and there's just roots poking out of the soil like dicks. Poke. <laughs> and, I'm sorry. I'm in a mood today. And he. All I can think about is that fucking lemon juice pucker face because it makes me want lemonade real bad. Wow, get nasty. Yeah. And he started to feed it, walks back down the hill, and when he he- hears a shrill voice telling him, You've been caught. You've been caught. No, please. And what he sees is a no, boy. I'm having too much fun. How could that be? How could that be? And it's a boy with dark, short curly hair. I was going to tell him off the board. Do it. It was a boy with dark. It was a boy with dark. Not off to a good start. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's the matter, Annie? (laughs) It was a boy with dark, short cropped hair, wearing a black sweatshirt and faded jeans with holes in the knees. Sounds real hot. Um... Uh, holding up a board as a weapon, and he's like, this guy's like, I got him, Dad. Oh, wait, it's not you. There's this boy from the neighborhood who keeps stealing lumber and stuff, and I thought it was you. My name's John. You see, my dad and my family bought this house. We tore it down and are rebuilding. And Greg's like, hey, Jonathan, have you seen a camera? And John's like, um, no, but it might still be in the dumpster. They threw a bunch of stuff in there. And Greg's like, I gotta have my camera. I gotta have my pops. So Greg jumps in the dumps and starts digging around and is trying to find that sexy old camera. And then he sees two yellow eyes staring at him. No, please. And he thinks it's a, a demon, but it turns out it's just a raccoon. A dead raccoon. I saw a raccoon earlier today, you guys. There's some behind my building sometimes. They're tiny hands. Tiny hands. And they're terrifying. it's true. They hiss and they piss and they're red all over. (laughs) So uh, Greg throws the dead raccoon out of the dumpster and um, forever has disease on his hands. Yes. And he sees that the camera is underneath the dead raccoon. And I can't wait to show you what's underneath. And he takes the strap that's um, connected to the camera. He takes his jock strap. Oh, my God. And wraps it around his neck, jumps out, and John's like, oh, what's so special about that camera? He goes, you know what? Maybe we should show it to my dad before you go run off with it because it might be important to us. Too. So something that's about to happen here happens like, um, I don't know, 45 times in every Say Cheese 44. and Dime book. <laughs> Where See like someone's like, maybe you shouldn't have that camera. Maybe I should have it. Oh, we're fighting so over the fight camera. over it. Oh, fight we're fighting. Over we're it. fighting. Flash. Oh, no. You take my picture. Oh, no. It took a picture. And the picture develops and it shows John in pain holding his sneaker. And there's a huge carpenter's nail stuck through the center of his foot. When I was reading this, this is not... not I'll explain a little later. There's some things I remember about this book. And the television episode today, I swear to you, is only the second time I've ever seen it in my entire life, which is crazy, but it's true. But, like, I don't remember how nick to nasty this book got. And, like, you know, 
It, it gets rough. I've always thought of Say Cheese and Die as such an excellent book, and Say Cheese and Die, again, is absolute crap. But as I was rereading this this time around, reread this this, I was like, whoa, this is dirty and nasty. I was like, Jonathan got a nail through his foot with blood? I was like, and you know that's about to happen to him right now. I was like, wow, this book isn't fucking around. This book is dark. What a sexy concept and, like, pretty good so far. It's very sexy. John thinks, like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. How did you do that? Is that a trick camera? And Greg's like, no, no. It's evil. It's here, evil here, read camera. my report. It's all here. And John goes to run and tell his dad, 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 there's this camera. And I guess I, I just want to point out it's nighttime, you guys. Mm-hmm. And they, and remember, this kid is just standing alone, like in the dark dumps of this backyard. I'm like, where is his dad? Like, Down in the dumps. And apparently his dad is behind a pile of lumber just talking with an architect in the middle of the night. Same. Or like at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock or whatever it is. And as he, as, as John or Jonathan runs toward his dad, he, he, he lets out a howl of pain. And, of course, he has stepped on a nail. And, and John, this, is the, this is pretty dark and This is pretty up. rough. John's dad and architect appear from behind the pile of lumber. And Greg runs up to him and goes, John has a nail in his foot. And they're like, what? And the two men freak out, carry John to the car who's screaming blood pouring out of his foot. And they wrap a, his foot in a towel. And they're, and they're like, like oh, he's no. losing a lot of blood. This is this is as graphic, I think, as Annie Goosebumps. Book Actually, gets. yes. It was shockingly graphic. And they This episode's not safe for work. And they hop in the car and head to the hospital. And Greg sees the, the the photo lying in the weeds and decides, you know what? I'm going to take this photo to Mr. Sour, and that'll then Mr. Sour will definitely believe my story. I've got to get my A. So the next morning, uh, on the way to school, Sherry is wearing a plaid vest. Okay. And she stops him and is like, wait a minute. You, and he has the camera like around his neck. She was like, and he was trying to hide it. But she's like, um, you got the camera. You can't bring that to school. And they fight over it. And, fight and the over exact it. same thing happens again that just happened with John. Like, no, the camera, no, no, no. And then Flash. like Greg accidentally takes a picture of Sherry. Oh no. And the picture shows Sherry <sighs> looking unhappy, but not necessarily screaming, but it's, it. she just looks sort of like stoic. And the picture develops as a negative. Think so negative. That, Real negative. So all that's white is black and all that's black is white. And mm. they're like, huh, maybe actually the camera's broken. And Sherry gets this evil smile and quickly grabs the camera from around <laughs> Greg's neck, flips it around and takes a picture of him and says, how does it feel? Scared, aren't you? How does it feel? <laughs> and they watch as the photo develops and Sherry can't stop laughing and Greg can't believe it when he looks at the photo. And the photo shows him weighing 400 pounds. He has eight chins and his belly is hanging down to his knees and he has tiny pig eyes and puffy flabby cheeks oh weird and sick so here this comes book starts the... to get real nasty and weird it gets really weird and it turns basically just into body horror it, it really does now during school greg can barely if pay my attention. body had to say it'd be screaming yes greg can barely pay attention he ignores brian and donnie and like sumo one and sumo two anyway runs into mr sour's class when it's time for english class and cries out and says no because it's not mr sour it's mrs rose a substitute bitch and Greg's like, oh, no, it's a substitute. 
runs back to his locker to put the camera away until tomorrow or, or another day, and runs into Brian and Donnie, who's like, oh, is it the camera? Uh, I want to take it. I'm sorry, does Suma uh, 1 and Suma 2 ever go to class? I mean, really. And Donnie pins Greg's arms behind his back, and Brian starts to take his picture when all of a sudden, Mr. Grund, their sexy principal, shows up and stops them and is like, um, y'all better get to class. It's one of my dreams to be pinned down and have my picture taken. Oh my god, same. Mm. And he's like, get to class, you guys, and don't give Mrs. Rose a hard time. And Greg puts the camera back in his locker. Wow. So after school, Sherry and Greg are walking home, and Greg's like, oh man, I feel a little tired. And I think someone messed with my backpack because the straps are too tight. That's weird. It's probably nothing, though. And then Michael and Bird run into them, and they're like, oh, hey guys, let's ride bikes after school. And Greg's like, um, okay, but let me stop off at home. I need to change into baggy shorts, because my pants are feeling a little uncomfortable. It's probably nothing, though. And he puts on his real baggy shorts and meets them out front with his bike and hops onto his bike. And when he does, both wheels pop. It's probably nothing, though. Bird and Michael die laughing and they keep teasing Greg like, whoa, better Mm, lay off the sweets. And Greg's like, I'll take Terry's bike instead. And they ride around for a while and have the best time until it rains. Oh, no. And Greg kind of notices Sherry staring at him a little funny. What? What is it? I don't know. The next morning. It's probably nothing, though. Greg wakes up and reaches to pick his pillow off the floor because he threw it off the floor in the middle of a nasty dream. Bitch. And as he leans over, his pajama bottoms split all the way up the back, and the buttons pop off of his shirt. It's probably nothing, though. He reaches up to loosen his pajama shirt collar because it feels a little too tight. And when he does, his pajama shirt rips at the shoulders. Oh, no. It's probably nothing, though. He gets up to look in the mirror to see what's wrong, and he looks in the mirror and freaks out. Oh, no, you guys. He's not 400 pounds. He's just, like, a little chubbier. Please, no, I can't be chubby. No, this book is too scary. Then his mom walks in and says, hmm... What's going on with you? You know what? Those pajamas have all have always been a little small, but maybe I'll serve you skim milk with your cereal this uh-huh. time. And Greg's like, huh, that's strange. So he shows up to Mr. Sour's class that, that day, and Mr. Sour says, huh, putting on some weight, Greg? Wow. And you still want your job, Mr. Sour? And, and he's like, um, Mr. Sour, I got the ca- I got the the camera, but uh, but Mr. Grund interrupts them, and and is like, oh, I need to talk to you, Mr. Sour, and uh, it's too late. Then class starts, so Greg can't talk to Mr. Sour just yet. So in class, Mar- uh, one of the other students, Marcy, is about to give her report on her cat Waffles. But Greg interrupts Marcy's report and is like, but Mr. Sour, Mr. Sour, I can prove my case, the evil camera. And Mr. Sour is like, fine, you have one minute. So Greg gets up out of his desk, but he's trapped because he's too fat to get out of his desk. It's one of those desks where the, you know, like the desk is connected to the chair. And he can't get out because he's gotten so fat in the last five minutes. He can't get up. He has squishy, fat fingers that have turned into blobs of dough. He says, I must have gained 100 pounds in the last hour. And eventually Greg sort of hobbles up, shows the picture of John, 
and is like, this proves it. But I take the picture, and the and Mr. Sour's like, what your man are is you up. Sorry. About? And he goes, that's a trick nail. That's not even real. And and he's like, sit back down. And everybody laughs at Greg. And Mr. He, Sour's like, I'll give you an A for effort, but I'm also giving you an F for fake. And Greg is so embarrassed and angry that he just runs out of the classroom. Well, he waddles out. And he runs into Sherry. And this is what Sherry is wearing. She's wearing a short black sk- skirt over blue tight. And as she's running towards him, she drops her books and her skirt comes down, coming out of her shirt. Even her skirt came down. Wow, I and my thighs got the pecan brown. Oops, there goes my shirt up over my head. Oh my. I was on my thighs, but a pecan brown. I over to the left. Coming out of my shirt and then my skirt came down. Oops, there goes my shirt up over my And she says, Greg, I'm losing weight. I can't keep my skirt up. Same. (laughs) And she says, what are we going to do? And Greg reaches down to pick up Sherry's books for her. And his jeans rip. And everybody sees his fresh ass. Wow. Say cheese and say sex. (laughs) After school. (laughs) What I was trying to say was like, say sex and die. But like... I'm just, it's just really hot where we are right now. It is. It's very hot, and I'm having trouble thinking. Yes, same. I'm, beads of sweat are rolling down my face. I know. I can't even get out of my desk. I'm so fat. Um, So after school, Michael and Bird are like, hey, Greg, do you want to play baseball? And Greg's like, uh, I don't. I'm too fat. But they force him anyway. And everybody makes fun of Greg for how fat he is and how he can barely keep up with the game. And then... I can't believe this is a real book. And in baseball, they like, I get, they like hit the ball and it it goes uh, in the air and... And he and Greg starts running to bases, and he's sliding into the second base. And after he slides, he can't get up, and he has to roll around like a whale. And he has to ask his friends for help. This is ridiculous. And when he gets home, his clothes are so tight he can barely breathe, and he can't stop sweating. And he goes to, he goes up to his room, takes off his clothes, and puts on his baggy shorts. His but, baggiest shorts, but even his big old, big old saggy bag and sag and berry bags are skin tight on his big old legs. Bag and berry. Bag and sag and berry. That by that evening, Greg is so fat he can barely walk, and his mom is like, "Oh." girl i think you're having an allergic reaction and he's like please please i don't want to go to school tomorrow everyone make fun of me he and arlstein writes that greg even got down on his fat knees to plead with them i feel like this book could not be written today it absolutely could not yeah it could not be written today for many reasons but most specifically what we're speaking of right now Mm -hmm. and they're like no you've got to go to school it'll be fine so the next day he wears his dad's jogging suit but even that's too tight and he feels everybody make fun of him as he walks up and it turns out like no one really makes fun of him in school. In fact, the only person that really makes fun of him is Mr. Sour. Like Mr. Sour like body shames him hardcore and like makes a joke about like what? Like standing in front of the the window so he can block the sun or something. I want to point out that on the way to school, he could they they could not he could not fit into his parents' Honda Civic. So, don't they rent a van to drive him to school? I don't remember. Anyway, Mr. Sour makes oh, fun yeah, of him. Oh yeah, that's true. 
and says horrible, cruel, terrible things to him and says, you need to go to the nurse. And, he and while sh- he's in the nurse, guess who he runs into there? Sherry is there. She's gotten super skins. Her arms and legs are like toothpicks. Her head is shrunk. Her face is pale and puckered like a lemon. Why you got to bring these lemons up? You're making me thirsty. And Arlstein describes her looking like a lemon on a new, like a lemon head on a noodle body. And she says she barely made it to school that day because the wind kept blowing her back. Ugh. So basically, like Sherry and Greg are straight up fucked. So and so he, that day, the dad, her, uh, here Mr. we go. Mr. Banks comes to pick him up in a rented van. It's like your ass is going to the doctor because something is seriously wrong. And his doctor, Doctor Vice or whatever, can't like figure out what's going on and couldn't even weigh him because the scale doesn't go that far. And couldn't like check his heart and lungs uh, correctly because the stethoscope kept getting stuck in his flab. It's some kind of allergic reaction if that's what's happening. They said the test results should come back soon. I guess. So Greg calls Sherry that night. And grabs the camera and says, I'm coming over. And as he steps outside, it's raining. He sees John, or Jonathan, or whatever, walking towards him. And Jonathan's like, hey, excuse me. Do you know a kid named Greg? He has my camera. And Greg, so Greg, Greg is so fat that Jonathan does not recognize him at all. And Greg's like, um, y- yeah, I know him. He lives uh, four blocks over, over that way. And, like, you know, has Jonathan go that way so he doesn't have to whatever. So then Greg heads over to Sherry's house, goes into her room and sits down on her bed and breaks her bed. And he's like, I have an idea. How about we take more pictures of ourselves? And maybe when we take pictures of ourselves, this time they'll just be normal pictures and everything will be absolutely fine then. And Sherry's like, um, let me think about it, but that doesn't seem right because it can't possibly be right. But let's do it anyway. Cool. So she hesitates for a second but takes a picture of him and the picture shows him this time, just as fat, but with alligator scaly skin. Now, this one, it gets so gross for me, I could barely handle this. this make, it makes me feel really, really s- sick. And when I think of this book, I think of this section right here, and it makes me never want to read it again. So he, his skin... So listen to us talk about it, okay? So his skin starts to immediately itch, and he sees that red scaly patches have appeared all over his skin. And he's, it itches so bad, he starts to scratch it. So skin, he's pulling and flake. Like, his skin is falling off in flakes and chunks as he scratches it. It, it Chunks and flakes are falling off. He as pulls he off chunks it. of his skin from his hands, and he rubs his itchy forehead, and a chunk of skin falls off his face. And his whole body's itching, and he keeps scratching his skin off. I and hate Sherry's this. like, oh my god, I think I'm going to be sick. And I'm like, Sherry, girl, you're not the only one. Then Sherry's like, I, what if we just rip up the pictures? And Greg's like, okay. And he happens to have the two pictures with him. But Greg's like, uh, but Sherry says, no, 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 wait. Actually, we shouldn't. Because if we rip if we rip them up, maybe we'll disappear forever. Just, but we, we got to keep thinking positive. Think positive, she says. And then Greg's like, wait, positive. I have an idea. Why don't we take these pictures to Kramer's where my brother Terry works at the photo place? I have an idea. And they'll walk over. So they walk over there. It's eight blocks. And it takes them an hour because Sherry's so skinny. She can't walk because of the wind. And Greg's so fat. And so Greg, they approach Terry. And Terry's like, whoa, you guys look terrible. And Greg's like, can you make a negative of this photo of me and make a positive of this photo of Sherry? And he says, I don't have time. Greg's like, but I'll give you, I'll give you my allowance for, for the next two months. And he's like, okay. So they wait for half an hour while Terry does that. And when Terry, Terry gives them back the photos the negative of greg and the positive of sherry and they go outside and stand on the corner and wait and wait to change and they wait for 30 minutes but nothing happens in fact the only thing that happens is that a chunk of skin peels off of greg's head and lands with a plop on the sidewalk disgusting i'm gonna be sick 
So in the next morning, Greg's like, well, that's the end of my life. I'm dead now, and I'm just going to get so fat until I die. And Greg's like, I'm, he was like in the morning like preparing to heave his huge body out of bed. And as he's rolling out of bed, he flies across the room, bounces off the wall, and hits the floor and bounces again. He's, he's so light now that his body bounces. He's back to normal. He's not fat anymore. Yay. Yay, yay for not being fat. And then he cheers and screams and is so happy. And his mom and dad come in, and they hug him, and the mom cries. The mom starts like, crying. I knew you'd be fine. And he said, I just kept trying to think positive. (laughs) He runs over to Sherry's after breakfast and she's normal too. And they celebrate. And then they go in the backyard and do a back to normal dance. Yes, they dance and dance. And Claudia feels like dancing. And she's like, oh, oh, we better get to school. Let's stop dancing. And Greg's like, hey, wait, I need to grab something first. The camera. And Sherry's like, why? What are you talking about? And Greg goes, for revanche. And so, so Greg's like, I'm going to pay back Mr. Sauer big time. So at school, as class is about to start, Greg is standing right behind Mr. Sauer as he's writing on the chalkboard with the camera ready to snap his picture. And, and Mr. Sauer turns around and says, oh, you're looking very slender. And Greg goes, you asked me to prove that the camera's evil. So he has this big speech. He's like, so here it is. But Mr. Sauer stops him before his finger can press the shutter and says, why waste it on me? <laughs> so Mr. Sauer takes the camera. And turns it around in the class and says, let's take everyone's picture. And Greg's like, no, uh, uh, no. And before he can even realize it, Mr. Sauer has taken a picture of the whole class. And Mr. Sauer even says, say cheese. I think I got everyone in the class shot. Everyone in the class in the shot. So now I'm going to read. Yeah, you can take my picture. That's the end of the book, you guys. Now I'm going to read the first paragraph and the last paragraph. Oh, man. Greg Banks. Mr. Sauer smiled at me. I think I got everyone in the, cl- in the class in the shot, he said. Now what's going to happen? I swallowed hard. Uh, we'll see, I replied. We'll see. So I, I gave this. I think I gave this book a D, and I think I stand by that. In fact, I think it's one of the worst ones that we've read so far. But what's so great about the concept is that it's so, it's so sexy and exciting, but having it turn into like body horror and like chunks of skin falling off, Again, I feel like Jovial Bob just wrote himself into a corner with this one, and there's like ultimately no real payoff. Although the first half of the book is really, really exciting, and I'd be down for more Say Cheese books. The only one we get is Goosebumps Horrorland number eight, Say Cheese and Die Screaming, but Greg doesn't come back for that. It's this other girl named Julie Martin, Becky Martin Granger. So let's talk about the TV episode. Oh, do we have to? Um, I think we do. Okay. I think it's part of our job. Okay. So, if a picture says a thousand words, a camera that always predicts a horrible future, sometimes... Don't you remember how dangerous that camera is? That's more than you want to know. No, don't take my picture! No! Watch Say Cheese and Die Again on all new Ultimate Goosebumps next Saturday at 10 a.m. when Fox Kids heads for the hills. This TV episode aired February 28th, 1998 and it was season three episode 18 now it's a totally different cast it's a completely if you guys remember cast. in the, if you guys remember in the first television episode it was ryan gosling as greg and um it was kind of an all-star studded kind of episode of goosebumps and there was something about the the say cheese and die episode that it felt so mature and old they felt like teenagers but they feel much younger they feel much younger in, in this. this book and it's I mean, this episode, and it's just like a complete... They, they pretend they're still the same people, and, and there's flashbacks, but they're different actors this time around. So the episode starts off with Greg having a nightmare of this, like, 
shrouded skeleton figure like like take- dressed in trash it's like this skeleton dressed in big trash bags and he's he's taking greg's picture and says say cheese in fact throughout this entire episode there's this voice that no one hears except for the audience going say cheese I appreciate that, and I always appreciate a good nightmare sequence in a, in, a, in the television episode or the book. And so I thought it was kind of fun and exciting to start off this episode with this kind of ghostly figure in a nightmare. And if you guys remember too, if you've seen the first episode and or this episode, the camera that they have is this really stupid, blinking, glowing toaster-like thing that looks almost in no way like a camera and looks like a little spaceship kind of thing. And it's the exact same one that they used from the first episode. And it's constantly glowing and blinking and don't look like no camera. And Greg's mother comes in. We never see Greg's dad. It's like it's a single single mother. Um, I guess so sort, now. Sort and also, this it continues the trope we have of the Goosebumps television series not knowing to have, not knowing how to have normal, well-rounded, good actor parents. They're always these weird caricatures or cartoons that can't really translate into the real world for some reason. And this woman, I will also, say, the Haunted Mask episodes do a really good job of making well-rounded parents. But this again goes along with uh, some of the ones we've had before, like the Girl Who Cried Monster, or um, uh, or or Go Eat Worms, or Attack of the Mutant, where the parents are just you're like what the fuck are you doing i don't understand well this this actress almost the entire all of her dialogue is 80 yard which means it's dubbed over and, and later in the episode she's wearing a a um a, a dime dollar basement bargain store um costume of what a diner waitress would wear and she comes into greg's room and says greg calm down and she's like, you're having a nightmare. And then it's cutting to um, Mr. Sour. Mr. Sour is does not look ha- like he does in the book. And they call him Sour Puss instead of Sour Ball. And when we were first introduced to Mr. Sour on the TV show, we actually hear a voiceover of his thoughts. He's like reading Greg's... It's hard to tell. It's like, is it the voiceover or is he saying it out loud? But he kind of like, he's like, oh, this is so boring. So, so instead of an oral report, it's a written report. And He's uh, written this written report with like a silly kind of cover page that he made with like funny fonts saying the curse of the evil camera by Greg Banks. Now we paused the episode to read what the report actually says. And the report is just um, gibberish nonsense about uh, a raccoon toddling around in tentacles. And it doesn't mean anything. (laughs) I will say one of the best things about this episode is the clothes are the clothes that Greg is wearing in the beginning of this episode. He's wearing a giant pine green and brown canvas shirt that is absolutely like huge. Cool. And I, I've slept with blankets like, that are smaller than like that shirt. or something. And it's amazing. Yes. And um, Mr. Sauer is sort of like a, he has like a mustache and he's sort of like a dowdy, like a, a round kind of man. Um, and uh, he basically gives, he gives Greg an F on the report and t- a difference between the book and the episode is is Mr. Sauer tells Greg that he sh- he has to prove it. He basically it's not really it's not necessarily Greg's choice. It's Mr. Sauer saying yeah, and like Mr. Sauer like goads him on. He's like, if you bring the camera here, I'll give you an A. You know, so so it's less of a decision on Greg's part. I mean, it still is, but Greg goes in, instead of the Kaufman House in the or the the Stacey Jesus and I TV episode, it was a sort of like abandoned factory sort of thing. And if you remember. We didn't mention this because it doesn't really come up in the book, but in the TV episode, Spidey was like the creepy old man who, like, you know, 
he was he like was the man behind the, the inventor camera of the camera and all that stuff. But for some reason in this episode, they call him Spider instead of Spidey, which was never said in the first television episode or in the book at any point. Like, so Dan what? and I looked at each other when we were watching that. We're like, why is he saying Spider? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. So, so he shows up just like abandoned lot with like trash cans on fire and kind of screams at the sky and goes, Spider! Because he sees that the building has been torn down and is no longer there. Yes. And... He's like, oh, I, I wonder if the basement's still here. And then steps on a board or something, and like it breaks through the ground. It turns out the basement is there. It's just underneath the rubble. And bats fly out of it. Sure, I'll take it. There are a lot of bats in this. He ends up going down to the basement. And in the basement, he discovers that there are a bunch of bats. And like a lot of bats. And he sees the camera there pretty quickly down the basement. And it's glowing and blinking like it always is. But then this really weird thing happens where this ponytailed younger, I guess, security guard or something. It's like, hey, what are you doing here? And Greg's and Greg is like, oh, I'm taking this camera. And Greg just takes a picture of him. To distract him, he just takes a picture, which I, I couldn't believe that this character would do that. Yes, that makes no sense. He even said earlier, he's like, I'll take the camera, but I, I just won't take any pictures with it. And, and then like, the second he gets his hands on it, he takes a picture of this guy. All you're concerned about, in the, any character is concerned about in these books is not taking a picture. And he just immediately just takes the guy's picture. And so the security guard like falls through like the ground or something and like falls back and like the floor collapses. And then you see like the, the, the snapshot shot the fall instant camera of him. fall on top of him and you see that the picture that he had taken of the security guard was a picture of the guy falling already so, so no john jonathan no nail through the foot no kaufman house no nothing yeah and he, greg gets home and i just made a note that that i mean the set of this house couldn't look more like a set yeah it totally. just seems like a it just seems like a soundstage and um and she's terrible the mom is terrible she really is so glad you could make it home mom I didn't know you were there. Hmm. You know, next time I'd really appreciate a phone call when you decide to miss dinner. Sorry, Mom. I had to do some research for my report. Good night. Your report? Wait, didn't you have to give that in today? No, I have to give it in tomorrow. Well, are you ready? Come on, Greg. You need a good grade here. Hate to see you miss summer camp. Poor thing. The next day, Greg is, like, just on his way to school, and a shadow figure, like, approaches him from behind. Yeah. And you hear a voice go, say cheese. And he turns around, and there's no one there. I was like, what? I don't know. What is that? And he runs into Sherry. Sherry is, again, very different actor. A totally different actress. And they kind of have this weird, tensionless, poorly acted fight that I kind of loved, actually. Because they're kind of like, you can't take the camera to school. You promise. No more pictures, Greg. It's like, I have to. I have to get an A. And she's like, no, Greg, please not to take my pictures. It's that camera. He went back and got it. I had to. I gave my report and Mr. Sauer thought I was making it up. If I don't prove to him the camera exists, he's gonna fail me. Then fail! Look, you don't understand. No, you look. That camera is evil, remember? We had a pact never to touch it again. Take it home now. You can put it back after school. You can't tell me what to do. It's my grade. Don't you remember how dangerous that camera is? All the horrible things it did? It made me disappear. I gotta get to school. I'm not letting you go. Get out of my way. Give me the camera. No! Give it to me! And they and you know the picture ends up getting taken. Of course. And, and we see the picture of him fat. And he says, No, I'm fat. And he said, No, I'm gonna be fat. And you know, T takes the uh and her picture is taken too, of course, just same as the book, and it's a negative of her. Now, 
the next day. He like before he goes to bed that night though. There's a scene of him like oh, lifting yes. up his shirt and staring at his body, and there's a voice over him going like, "I'm not gonna be fat. Don't worry, I won't be fat." Anyone can stick their stomach out. That's normal. Everything's gonna be okay. And then he wakes up, and this is one of the most uncomfortable scenes I've ever it's seen on television ever. It's like so, this plomping tuba music. So. So Greg wakes up and he's super fat, right? But they clearly just had to cast a body double. So like from the head down, they use like, you know, a fat actor who's like clothes are ripping off because he's so fat. But then when they pan up to this actor's face, they do really poor post effects on his face to stretch it out to make him look really fat. But it like stretches out his eyes And at too. some point, they just use like a fisheye lens to make his face look bigger. And it's just really sloppy special effects they also and very put, uncomfortable they to watch. They put cotton balls in his cheeks. Yeah, it looks so, like he's a fucking squirrel hiding nuts in his cheeks for the winter. And it, he tries to get dressed for school, and this weird sort of disco tuba music is playing. And he basically, he shows up to school, and the way they make him look fatter is by having him wear a bunch of layers. Yeah, he wears tons of clothes. He walks into class or whatever. Mr. Sour, you know, bullies him and calls him out on the kind of thing. And he's like, who are you? And it's like, it's me. It's Greg Banks. And it's this disgusting thing happens where every now and then, like, Greg will go, oh, no, and will feel like himself like getting fatter. And, and it shows like a flat, fat, blubbery belly popping out of like a In fact, shirt. Mr. Sour comes over and lifts his shirt off and says, take off this padding, and you see this big, fat belly. I'm like, this is so uncomfortable and so inappropriate. Well, which this, this whole, it's a mess. Greg like has the camera, but like, I'm like, this is your opportunity to show him the camera. This is what this whole episode's about. And he, he's kind of like, this is the camera. And Mr. Sour's like, And he literally that. goes, it's the evil camera. It's making me fat. Like, he Mr. says Sour's that to the like, class. Mr. Sour's like, what? Mr. Sour grabs the camera, and then Greg's like, no, give it back. And he's like, sit down, Greg. Greg is like, okay. And that's it? And he sits down in the chair, and the chair breaks in class. And he's like, can I just finish my report? He goes, no. The chair breaks. He runs out. We see him later walking down his the steps of his house, and like, things are shaking in the house because of how fat he is. And then Sherry comes over and Sherry's super skinny, but how they like do skinny Sherry special effects. She's wearing like suspenders and giant clothes and has like gaunt, gaunt, pale makeup on or whatever. Clown clothes. And they make like her look paler and, and they she, have her holding a donut and like food in her hand. So all the she time. like comes over and they kind of stand in front of each other and she like will she'll stand there and be like, oh no. And then she like shrinks and gets smaller. She's like, I just lost another 10 pounds. She's, oh no, I'm getting that feeling. And then like a piece, like her jacket falls off because she's too skinny. And then like he'll go, oh no. And like another piece of clothing will rip off because he's getting too fat. I hate watching it. Sherry, you look so skinny. What happened to you? I tried to tell you on the phone. Now I know why you wouldn't listen. It's that camera. No kidding. I eat and eat, but nothing seems to work. I weigh 10 less pounds than I did a few hours ago. At this rate, I'm going to explode, and you're going to vanish. We've got to do something. But what? Maybe if we took another picture, it'll turn out normal. I don't know. Uh Uh-oh, I'm getting that feeling. Oh, I think you just lost another pound. It's so gross. So they uh, do that thing where it's like, let's take more pictures of each other. Maybe that will help. So, uh, and we see him growing even more. And it's like they they put like a balloon. There's a close up of his arm or something. And it's like they're filling up a balloon under a, a piece of cloth. It's so gross. Take the picture and um, 
the picture is is not Greg with scaly skin, but Greg even fatter. But he's like also his face is beat, so he looks like a fat woman to me because it's like he has he has, he has that like kind of poofy, stupid bowl cut '90s hair, and then like he has like a beautiful face, so he looks like a really fat woman. But then they add like lots of ma- like prosthetic makeup to he to make him look even fatter and saggier, and he ends up wearing sunglasses and putting on a hat, looking like Doctor Moreau. It's really ridiculous. But they do the same thing where it's like we. We have to think positive positive let's get the pictures flipped around to negative so they go to the camera store just like they did in the book or whatever and but there's this really weird and terry's looking at them like they're fucking insane but there's this like countdown scary you know it's supposed to be like really tension filled where like terry's like okay i'll reverse the pictures so terry takes him to the black room or the what do you call it dark room the dark room i'm sorry i don't know why i just said that they take him to the black room. no it takes him to the dark room and it's like developing the pictures and then like in this other room you just see like the- greg sitting there and he's like i'm about to explode i can feel him about to explode and sherry's like i'm dying i'm withering away and they put like a i think they put like a black and white sort of filter over they do like sherry a sepia tone filter on her and then her also look- there's like a close-up of her hands and her hands it's go from ludicrous. normal hands to skinny little bones like crypt keeper hands it's so ridiculous it's ludicrous and he's like i'm gonna explode so he's like getting fatter and fatter and fatter and she's getting skinnier and skinnier and then they both die and terry runs in with the negative and the positive and when he opens the door they're back to normal yeah, they're back to normal, like, laughing and giggling, and their clothes are huge or, or whatever it is. And like, oh, yeah, cool. So then Greg shows up to school with the finished written report, I guess. Yeah, and except he's like, and he wrote about, and he's like, and then Sherry got skinny, and I got fat, but now we're cured. And then, like, has the camera with him, and Mr. Sauer's like, I I still don't believe this. That was a fake bodysuit, and they struggle over the camera As again. they always do. How many times does this happen? And the, the, it takes a flash, and it's like, oh, no. And we don't see what the picture is immediately, but Mr. Sauer's like, oh, this is, yeah, it's a trick camera. That's, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> but then his hair starts to fall off. And we realize that this is a bald actor wearing like a toupee, but um, the not the character though. The character actually has hair, and his hair starts to fall out in clumps, and, and the whole class starts laughing, laughing and while laughing all and laughing his hair falls him. out. And we zoom in on the picture and see that it's a picture of him bald. The end. <laughs> It's a real piece of crap. I hated it. I mean, it's it's like it's like wow. What what's they play it as terror and funny? People gaining weight and losing their hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is like it's all wrong. I literally turned to Daniel afterwards and I was like, "Can you imagine anyone enjoying watching this?" You know what I mean? No. I will say though, I love say cheese and dice so 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 much, and I love the idea and the concept of it. But this is a uh, this is a TV. I mean, maybe if the TV episode sounds terrible enough and it sounds like fun to watch. Go for it. You know what I mean? Do, yeah. to have a drinking game to but it. But it's Anytime not one of my recommendations. Like, no, it's definitely, definitely not. Nope. Do you know what is one of my recommendations though? <gasps> is it Ghost Camp? Yes, I can't wait to go to camp. We have some really fun stuff coming so up. We have Ghost fun. Camp, so How fun. to Kill a Monster, Legend of the Lost Legend, Attack of the Jacklands, Vampire Breath, Calling All Creeps, Beware the Snowman. We're about to get into like we're about to hit it's our about stride. To get real good. Yeah, because all these are a total, total blast. So I'm so sorry you had to listen to this. <laughs> yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.
<laughs> Sorry, this one's so terrible. We promise, fun, good stuff is coming. I appreciate we appreciate you guys reaching out to us, saying hi, and sending us messages, and sending us the emails. We've had so much fun talking on Twitter and Instagram. Please keep it up, keep it up. Um, you can email us at welcome to deadcast at gmail.com. This is Matthew. My email, I mean, no, nope. My Instagram is Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery, and my Twitter is irobot Eugene. And my both of mine are Danny Mac seven six nine, but my name's Daniel. We try to do our best to respond to everyone on there and I think I I think if you tweet us about goosebumps like girl I'm gonna be tweeting you back and we are celebrating non-stop the anniversary yes 25 years Uh, oh so um all right cool like um nay you can take my picture think positive you guys real positive and we'll see you next time at camp if if you dare dare. say cheese